We always uh, hate that our pastor is not feeling well and all that, but it is my uh, honor to uh, be called upon to help out in this time. I'll tell you one thing that always blesses me every time we come in here is seeing our kids getting into these altars. You know, I deal with teenagers all the time, and I have been in youth ministry for about 13 years. So I've seen the ins and outs of the youth ministry. And it's always to see with this generation that way everybody has counted this generation to be out, to still see kids coming to the altars and just wanting to spend time in prayer with God. And that's so vital. And so continue to encourage your kids, your grandkids, to uh, explore all of what God has for them and everything. And it's kind of going into what I would like to speak on uh, just briefly tonight. I'll try not to hold you too long. Um, Just know it has been a little while since I have preached, so I I may get that spirit to preach on me and uh, really get into it. So, uh, But I'll promise I'll try to let you out at least by midnight. Uh, and everything but no it'd be a little bit earlier now but uh i'll tell you i'm just excited about what god is doing in our lives and what he can do uh you know i look at everything that god god has done for me and he has given me such blessings throughout my life but the two greatest gifts that god has given me he's given me a bunch of gifts and he offers me gifts all the time but the two greatest gifts that he has offered me is first salvation Because, believe me, I'm not all that I look to be. Because at one time, I was a bad person. The life that I was living in when I first got into college, you would never thought I'd be standing behind a pulpit today. Because I chose to run from the calling that God had on my life. I knew at a young age, at 14 years old, that God called me into ministry. But I didn't want to have nothing to do with ministry. I wanted to be a band director. Either way, I was kind of messed up because I wasn't ever going to make a whole lot of money between being a band director or a youth pastor. But I wanted to be a band director nevertheless. So I ran from God. I went to college and started trying to get my career going. And it just seems like every time I thought I had something going, doors always shut. Between friends I had, between my classes at UAM, and I, I knew what it was. But I was determined that was the area that I was going to go into. And it finally got to a breaking point. To one night when I was laying across a toilet in a, a bathroom. That I had I come to the realization. I could be like this the rest of my life. Happy at, or not happy but kind of in a bad situation. Rock bottom. Or just surrender to God. And just do what God's called me to do. And so at the age of 21, I surrendered my life back to Christ. And I said, okay, God, wherever you want me, however you want me to go, just send me. I'll be willing. And so I'm so thankful for that gift that God has given me. That he sent a sign to die upon that cross. To wash all of those things away. Because, believe you me, I could never pay the price for all that. And even today... I struggle just like anyone else. And I have to rely on that mercy and that grace that God has given me to make it from day to day. And so I have to trust Him. But that second gift that I hold so dear to in my life is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Having the Holy Spirit living inside of me because how many knows in this life that we're living, we need help. 
We need help. And we can't rely on anybody else. We can't rely on our parents. We cannot rely on our kids. We cannot rely on our best friends to help us out of the issues that we get into sometimes. We have to have something else. And that's where that Holy Spirit, how God has sent that Holy Ghost to help us. And you know, while the disciples was walking the earth, they had Jesus Christ to walk beside them. But he said when he ascended, that he was going to go prepare a place for us, but he was going to send his comforter. He's going to send his guide, his other help us. Because he couldn't be in all places at one time when he walked this earth, but the Holy Spirit can. He can be with me when I'm dealing with something. He can be with you while you're going through something else. And he can help you guide, be guided through those situations. So I just want to look at some of the things that the Holy Spirit does to help us on our day-to-day -day walk. A lot of people get so turned off as soon as you talk about the Holy Ghost because they think speaking in tongues, jumping, shouting, screaming, well, that's part of it. But there's a lot more good things that God has placed in that Holy Spirit to help us. So I want to look at some of those things tonight. And if you want to turn into your Bibles, it, we will be looking at Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. And it says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which we or he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostle who he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, been seen by them during 40 days of speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with him, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise that the Father, which he has said, you have heard from me. For John, uh, John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore you, or when they have come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be the witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria in the ends of the earth. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight. And we just praise you for everything that, that you have done, this word that you have given us, Lord. And we just pray right now that I can just be your mouthpiece tonight, that you would anoint me to speak your word and you would anoint these ears to hear your word and that we can grow knowledge through you. In your name we pray, amen. The first thing I want to look at, what the Holy Spirit helps us, is first, he wants to live in us. And this is something that we have really been talking about a lot in the youth group is building the relationship that we need with Christ. Because a lot of times, young people, even adults, they want to they give so much of their life to Christ, but they want to hold on to a little bit. But it's like I told them, God, God is kind of a jealous God. He wants all of you or none of you. Sound harsh, don't it? But that's the way God is. He don't want 98%. He, 
He wants the full 100%. And he wants to know that you are giving him your full, undivided attention. Because we all know there's troubled times ahead. We're going to face it ourselves. Other people are going to face it. And God is wanting us to be there to help others. To show people the answer. Because we do have the answer to all life's problems. And it's very vague. It's very easy. And it's, sometimes it's a little bit so easy that people don't really understand. The answer is Jesus Christ. He can help us through anything that we face. And, there, and a lot of people look at me and they're like, how can you just trust Jesus with everything? How can you not? God the Father created this whole earth, this whole universe, and if He can create that, don't you think He can handle your little problem? Say, wait a minute, Brother Vincent. My problem ain't little. Well, guess what? He can handle the big problems. It doesn't matter. He is that big. And he cares about you. So he wants to be a part of your life. And we find this in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. It says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So, so the Holy Spirit want to be a part of your life. He wants to help you. He wants to guide you. And guess what? And we'll find this out as we go throughout the rest of this lesson tonight. He helps us learn what God wants from us. He helps us to learn and understand the deepness of God. And how many know God is really deep? He's so deep that you can read this word all the way through in a year for the next 40 years and you still will not understand everything in it. There's so much deepness into this word and he's wanting to help you. He's wanting to give you the knowledge. All we have to do is surrender our lives and allow him to live within us. Because I promise you, if you've got the Holy Spirit living in you, when you study that word, the Holy Spirit's going to be popping things out to you. You can read the same passage ten times and something else comes new to you every single time. So why wouldn't you want the Holy Spirit to live in your life when we know this is the answer? I'll look at it and I've got this little cute little saying. A lot of people believe me, some people don't, but that's alright if they want to be wrong. No. This is my personal belief, but Bible, I believe, stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. It's our blueprint. All we have to tr do is trust it and apply it to our lives. So he's wanting 100% of us. Don't hold anything back. Don't hold relationships back. Don't hold friendships back. Don't hold on to grudges that's been in the past. Let the past live the past. We need to live on. When somebody just does us wrong, and I'm about to step on some toes, and believe me, I'm stepping on my own toes from time to time, but we have to forgive. Because the Bible even teaches us in order for God to forgive us, we have to first forgive those that trespassed against us. Plain and simple. That's hard to hear sometimes. Say, Brother Vincent, well, you just don't know. You don't know what so-and-so done to me. 
Well, you're probably right. I probably don't know. But guess what? God does. And He's telling you to forgive them. Plain and simple. This comes into point number two for tonight. He sanctifies us. Because how many knows, when I first got saved, yes, I was a new creature, but I needed some work. I had some rough edges that God needed to chip away. Had some problems that He needed to chip away from. And I bet you I'm not the only person that God had to do that to. Because once we come to Christ and we accept Him as our Lord and Savior and we say, Lord, take my life, then He's going to start working in our lives. And He's going to bring up to our attention, oh, uh, you may not want to sow those kind of words anymore. Or, yes, you've got some forg- unforgiveness in your heart that you need to work on. Or maybe, it, you know, you might not want to be telling those kind of jokes anymore. You may not want to be looking at that kind of stuff anymore, watching those kind of movies anymore. Because guess what? Whatever we put into our life is going to come out. And if you put in evil and corruption, evil and corruption is going to come out. But if we put in God's word, we put in God's promises into our life, then those things are going to come out of us. It's very easy to know what people believe because you can watch them and see what kind of fruit they bear. Don't give us the right to judge them. But we can tell what people are believing through the fruit they bear. So God uses that Holy Spirit to be in our life to help clean us up, to purify us. And I'll be honest, the longer you allow Satan or allow God to really work in your life, some things that might have been okay when you first got saved may not be okay once you get it down in the road. Because this is a steady process. Because you're not perfect overnight. And as long as you're living this Christian life on this earth, you're not going to be perfect. But we strive for perfection. So that means every day God's going to come to you through the Holy Spirit and say, okay, I need you to work on this now. Once this is taken care of, we need to work on this. And we just need to be saying, okay, God, that's fine with me. Let's get it done and let's move on. So let's allow the Holy Spirit to also sanctify us. We can see this in Romans chapter 15 and verse 16. It says, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering to the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be accepted, sanctified, by the Holy Spirit. Very simple. Be sanctified. Be cleansed. Each and every day. Seek out what God wants us to. Be cleansed out. Number three. Also ties into number two. He opens our spiritual eyes. And this is kind of in two different uh, deals. First he opens up our spiritual eyes. So we can see the things that we are not quite doing right in our own lives. But also he opens our spiritual eyes to see the hurting around us. And he expects us to help. And to be a community. To love one another. To help one another. To encourage one another. You know I had a class this past weekend. 
trying to get my credentials uh, through the assembly of God and get this last level to be ordained. And we talked a whole lot about how God gives us grace and how he gives us mercy and he helps us and he encourages us so we can in turn do the same for others. And that's the whole thing that the Holy Spirit really helps us out is acknowledging what's going on in our own life but also seeing the spiritual side in others and say, hey, I'm just coming along. I'm going to believe and pray with you. If there's anything else I can do, I will do my best. But the best thing I can do is pray and encourage. And that's what God wants all of us to do. Not just one or two, but everybody. We all can encourage somebody. We can walk around Walmart and there are people that need to be encouraged. I tell the kids all the time, there's always a student at the school that need to be encouraged sometime because they're going through a bad day. And sometimes you just be saying, hello, how's your day? With a smile will change a person's attitude. So let's just be one that's willing to encourage others. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For God's spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So he opens our eyes. And another thing that God does with this. Is while you're studying the word of God. And you have that Holy Spirit in your life. He's going to reveal things for you. You could have read that passage a million times and be like, God, I just don't understand what you're trying to tell me. And in a second, the Holy Spirit can reveal it to you. So he reveals things to us, which leads us into number four. He teaches us. He reveals things in our lives and in the Word of God that helps us to do the things that he called us to do. One of the things that God has helped me with is even when I finally surrendered my life to Christ and I said, okay, God, if you want me to go into ministry, I'm going to go. But I'm from a little small town in southeast Arkansas. Don't have any education except for going to college, trying to be a band director. Done racked up all this debt. I cannot afford to go to Bible college. So all the training I know about biblical stuff is what I've learned from going to church and what I've studied. So I don't think I'm ready to be a pastor or a youth pastor. I don't know how I can help others. And God spoke to my life and he said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And he has put people in my life that has spoken the word into my life. He has put different things into place for me to get the education I needed without going to Bible college. Now, I'm not knocking Bible college. If you feel like God's calling you into ministry, go. But, of course, at that time, I could not afford to. There was no way. And God said, okay. I'll put pastors in your life that will pour into you Bible knowledge. I'm going to put our psalm out here that is a cheap way to get credentials. God will give you everything you need for the task that he has for you. Another thing that God 
revealed in my life is, first off, I was not good at public speaking. I flunked speech class in high school because I could not speak in front of people. And look where I'm at tonight. And most of the time, my wife gets tired of me. I'll go in into somewhere and I'll just start talking to people. And she's like, uh, we got a schedule. We got to be back at the house at 345 before the kids get home. Or, come on, it's 8 o'clock. It's time to get these kids in bed. And I'm just talking. Sharing the gospel. So God will supply everything that you need to do whatever God's called you to do. If He calls you to be a missionary, He's going to supply all the needs that you'll need to get out on the mission field. If He's called you to be a prison minister, He will open the doors that never anybody thought could happen and do it. If He's called you to be a youth pastor, He'll work with you. He will open the doors. Maybe it's just to be a light in your workforce where you're at. He's going to give you the confidence. He's going to give you the education that you need to share your faith with your co-workers. We just have to be willing to be used of God. Be willing to step out and allow God to use us because He's already supplied everything. You don't have to worry about anything. Just trust Him. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring your, to your remembrance all the things I say to you. One of the biggest things that I've always looked up, there, there's a mentor of mine, and he don't even know he's a mentor of mine. But he is a pastor that I looked up to very, very well, and it's Brother Dean Caldwell. Great minister of the gospel. Quote scriptures after chapter after chapter. And I'm like, if I could only me memorize chapters like he can and preach, then I'll be okay. But God said, uh-uh, I don't want you to be Dean Caldwell. I want you to be Vincent Henry. And believe me, I will bring to your remembrance all that I've taught you. Now, as great as it is memorizing scriptures and ch chapters, it's an awesome try. And I encourage you to challenge yourself to do that. I try to do that all the time. But I also know when God is speaking through you, He's going to bring up things. Things you might not have thought of in years. He will bring it to your remembrance if it's going to encourage someone else. He will teach you everything He need. Number five, He will guide us. He goes before us and He knows what path we're on. And He's there to show us the way. No matter what issue may arise, He's right there with us to guide you through it, to guide you around it, to guide you over it, however it needs to be done, if we just trust Him. There's a song that I love so much. It's called, There's Power in the Name of Jesus to Break Every Chain. And that is full of truth. Because it doesn't matter what Satan throws against you, no matter what kind of change he got bound upon your life, he can break it. God can break it in a heartbeat. All we have to do is just give it to him. 
It's just like Pastor CJ was talking a few weeks ago. Just throw it up and let it fly and let God have his way. And he will guide us. If you look over at John chapter 16 and verse 13, it says, However, when he, the spirit of the truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So the Holy Spirit is there, there to help you and guide you through all of life's troubles and through the good things. Because one of the greatest fears I ever had in life is fully understanding what God was really calling me to. Because when I accept the calling in my life, I accepted the calling into youth ministry. How many knows God can change your ministry at any time? It may not always be what you think it's going to be. And so, I always wondered what's going to happen when I get too old to be a youth pastor. But at the same time, I don't have to worry about that because guess what? If God wants me to be a youth pastor till I die, I'll be a youth pastor. And so for a long time I struggled. What if he tried to ask me to be a senior pastor? Or, And I'll be honest with you. If you would have told me five years ago I would be at New Beginnings as a foster, child, uh, foster parent, I would have probably called you a liar. Because I did not see that in coming until God spoke it. And God ordained it. Because I, I, I'm like, I can barely take care of one child. But by the grace of God, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> but no, God, he's there to help. And he's there to encourage and to help you see things and help you to understand if you just trust him, it may be new waters, but he can bring you through like, a, like you've been doing it for years. Just trust him. Also, he empowers us to be a witness. And this is what I really want to focus on for just a few minutes. I know we're starting to run low on time, so I'm going to try to hurry through this. But he wants all of us to have the power of the Holy Ghost working in us. And I don't feel like a lot of us really truly understand the fullness of this power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Because if we look right at our text, uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come, has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. First off, we got to understand that God's power is greater than we could even fathom. Than we could ever think of. Because God has so much power that, first off, if any human had it, we wouldn't be able to contain it. But he has so much power and he's wanting to put that power into our life that not only will we be the witnesses because I've heard this from I don't know how many teenagers. Well, I can't witness to my friends because, I, because I'm scared of what, what they're going to say. 
But I promise you, if you've got that power of the Holy Ghost living in your life, you don't care what they're going to say. You're going to speak boldly. You're going to speak proudly and be like, you don't know my Jesus. My Jesus will walk through the water. He will cross on dry land. He's going to do whatever he needs to to get the job done. He don't care what about what kind of little pity party he has. He can change that pity party into a happy party. I mean, think about this. Jesus was walking through the desert, ran upon a funeral procession, stopped the funeral procession, and raised a person from the dead. Can you raise somebody from the dead? Technically, through the power of the Holy Ghost, we could. And I've seen it happen sometimes. I've been in hospital rooms where they pronounced the person dead. The body of believers started praying and he came back to life. I've seen it happen. There was one guy out of Mountain Pine Church where he died 14 times on the table. And he's still living today. Because God was not through with him. So that power that the Holy Ghost has that he's wanting to put in our lives can change our lives, change our situation, break those chains off of our lives, and encourage us to lift other people up. Change their prerogative. And that can come through you if you allow the Holy Spirit to really settle into your life and be willing to work. Right here in this church, we can see amazing things. Because guess what? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if Jesus healed once, He will heal again. If He raised from the dead once, He'll raise from the dead again. He provided finances for one, He'll provide finances to someone else. We just got to have that Holy Spirit a part of our life. Working freely. And that's what I want you to understand. Working freely in your life. You're not trying to control it. You're not, not telling God, well, I'll let the Holy Ghost come into my life, but I don't want to be sh- shouting, jumping, hoping, hollering, running around the church, falling out. Because I promise you, if you really get the fullness of the God, you don't care what you're doing. You just want to be in that presence. I love it to be in the presence of God. Now, it's not always a shouting match. I felt that same presence in a quietness, in a stillness of the night. There has been many nights that I would just be laying in bed, cannot sleep, and I'll just start praying and I just feel God's presence come into that room. And I know He's there working on my behalf, working and on others' behalf. There's sometimes I don't even know who I'm praying for, but I know God's saying, you just need to pray. I don't know what I'm praying about a lot of times, but I'm praying. God, you just have your way. You know the needs in people's lives. You know the heartaches in people's lives. You know the trials that are coming against us in this world that we live in. Use your people to stand up and to stand for the call that you have on their life. 
So I just want to challenge you. Seek after the fullness that God has. Don't ever get complacent. But allow the Holy Ghost to infect your life on a day-to-day basis. If you're not feeling the Holy Spirit, close yourself off and start praying that you feel it. Because He wants to be there. He wants to help you and He wants to change your life. And He wants to change everyone around you through what God is doing in your life. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Dear and the Father, I just thank you for this night and I praise you for everything that you've done in my life and what you're doing in this church and in this community, Lord. I know you have some special things in store for us tonight, tomorrow, the rest of this week. And I pray that you would begin to touch every person's life, the ones that are here, the ones that are not, and that you would begin to flow freely in their life, that they would surrender their lives and allow you to just help them out in any way, that they would be willing to be willing to allow you to work in their lives. Just very quickly, if the Spirit is working on your life and you just feel like there's something you need to lay out these altars, I'm just going to open it up just for a few minutes and allow you to come up. Maybe God is wanting you to get back to the relationship that you once was. Or maybe there's something new that is coming in your life and you don't quite understand what's going on and you just want to give it to God. So if you want to pray or if you just want to pray at your seat, let's just take a few minutes. Don't have to be in a rush. And allow God to visit with us. Hallelujah. Father, we're thankful this night for your word. We're thankful for the spirit the Holy Spirit that guides us and directs us and empowers us, sanctifies us each day. Holy Spirit, we give you right of way in our lives and in our hearts tonight. And we commit our lives afresh and anew to you, Jesus, tonight. Lord, we're thankful for this word. We thank for the blessing of your word. Take us from this place. And help us to be bold examples of Jesus Christ in our world. In Jesus' name, amen.